to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every song from 7 to Y. And tonight I have joining me, Jeff and Heidi. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. And we don't have an Aaron, um, which, you know, I think he's skipping out on us because then he doesn't have to actually, like, tell us what album this is from. Did you just let him off the hook? I did. I let him off the hook for the week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But joining us, we do have a longtime listener, Betsy. Betsy Horowitz. Hey. It is wonderful that you're joining us. I really appreciate it. Longtime listener, and she still came on the show. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Right. Betsy, how did you come to BNL? Like, tell us about your journey to Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, so, a college roommate of mine, Sarah, um, introduced me, I think, my freshman year of college. So, that would be 97. And she had Rock Spectac and played it a lot in the, in the quad that we shared. And it just kind of took off running from there I kind of had a little hiatus in the early 2000s and I don't know why but I was listening to other music and um but then I came back to it and then I started going to all the concerts and everything and and went to three or four concerts usually southern Maine Boston that sort of thing um but yeah that's that's kind of how I came into listening to them Excellent. Yeah. Now, I, I, I do have to ask, what is your favorite album? Oh, God. I'm so bad with favorite everythings. I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very not a black and white person. So uh, <laughs> I guess I think it is Maroon is my favorite. That's where a lot of my favorites mm-hmm. are. And unpopular opinion, my second favorite are the RMEs and RMNs. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Am I still okay. allowed to be on, or is that okay? Oh, yeah. That, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's not like you said Grinning Streak or anything. Uh, oh! oh. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm kidding. Yes, yeah, Now, Silver Ball, like, we might have problems all of a sudden. That's if I said Silver Ball, I know it would be off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Zoom might go bad if you said Silver yeah, Ball. Yeah, I'll get a bad connection over here. <laughs> That's not true. Eric, we still let Eric come on. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why. but <laughs> oh, Where does he stand on Silver Ball? He loves Silver Ball, which is why he's always here to defend it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think I'm going hmm. to be standing next to him defending it. I like it, too, but for Ooh. different reasons. Well, what are your reasons? Well, okay, so it's kind of a um, an association thing. So some of the songs, when my daughter was like two or three, we play music videos, and the Silver Ball one, and what was the other one? There's another one. Uh, uh, Navigate were her favorite. Mm-hmm. So we would play the music video of that, and she would dance a lot to it, and we'd sing a lot to it. So that kind of like kind of entrenched into me a little and then I had that positive association. So it's not like I just listened to the album 
and thought, oh, this is the best thing I've ever listened to. I just kind of had something else pleasant, you know, coincide mm -hmm. with it. So yeah. We've talked about that before, though, and I've had that conversation with people about music and movies um, as well. And I because I, I'm a big movie and music fan and people want to get and I watch a lot of like reviewers and stuff. And they always want to come at it with this like arbitrary criteria for what makes a good song. And um, which I, I get that. But um, but like you said, I, I definitely defend if you have an emotional attachment, music is emotional. If you have an yeah. emo emotional attachment to a song, it's a good song to you, no matter what anybody else might think. Yeah. You know, I, I, so I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Tracy, no matter what <laughs> okay. you say. <laughs> OK, we'll let her off the hook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it all together. Speaking of which, that is this week's song off from Maroon. AKA and, the best uh, song ever made in the history pretty, of songs. Pretty much, yeah. Probably <laughs> the best song ever. Ooh, We've been waiting boy, for this one for a while. Yeah, I I have I have three three people on with me that are gonna have some strong opinions tonight. So it might be an interesting discussion. Mm -hmm. Um but if you've never heard this song before, here is a quick Right. I was gonna say, like, I'm only allowed a 30 second snippet. How do I do this song? Yeah. Justice how do you with a what, 30 second snippet? What do you What do you pick from this song to play? That that would be tough. There's so many. There's so many great moments in this song. I I've actually when I was listening to it again because this is one of the first times in a while I haven't had to listen to a song for the show. Like I didn't have to refresh myself because it's off the hook. I mean, this is the one that made me a fan for the most part. Um. But listening to it again, I'm like, there are just so many lines and moments in this song. I could not pick just one. It's kind of like Lay's potato chips. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Let's get to the complexity of the song. Heidi, will you give us a breakdown? Heidi breakdown. Okay. So I love the fact that I have that recorded and I can put that in every week. But I know. you just do it anyway. I do it anyway. I know. Um, so, Off the Hook, written by Paige and Robertson. It's in G major, about 131 beats per minute, just over four minutes and 30 seconds long from the album Maroon. It is in 4-4 time. Um, I love that Ed once once quoted as saying that it was kind of like an 80s German dance pop. <laughs> Which actually makes sense now with the opening keyboard track and Tyler is playing like a synth drums through through this, but uh, the form of the piece is verse one verse two chorus verse three chorus with a new ending to that chorus and an outro. The chord progression is very interesting because it, it is very odd chord progression. Um, it's in G, and it, so it goes G to E minor seven. So that's a one chord to a minor six with a seventh. So when you have a seventh, so you have eight notes, well, seven notes in a scale, right? Um, and then the tonic. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. In the key of G, it would be G, A, B, C, 
uh, D, E, F sharp, G. Um, so that means that you've they've added in the E minor seven an E, G, B with a C, uh, B, bleh, with an F sharp in it. So it's a E minor seven chord. Then it goes to a minor three chord to a B minor. Um, and then it, it continues through that until the end of the verse where, it, but he was only wanting you to let him off the hook. That part is interesting because it goes into a minor three to an A7 sus four. And what that means oh, is I that- Oh, sus word. Yeah, <laughs> instead of having your traditional triad has a the first degree of the scale, the third degree of the scale, and the fifth degree of the scale. In a sus four, you're getting the degree of the scale, the fourth degree of the scale. And in this case, the fifth degree of the scale and the seventh degree of the scale, because you've got an A7 sus four chord. So it's a two seven sus four chord, then it goes to a one chord, but the bass is on the root. So it's an inverted chord, a G. Uh, so you're in a, have a one chord with the B on the bass, a one chord with the F sharp on the bass, um, and then a one to a six, seven to a three, again, a minor three chord. In the chorus, it changes slightly. We get a one, a six, minor six, seven, which means it's a seventh chord, but it's a minor, it's a, Never mind. Theory folks will know what I'm saying. Aaron will get it. Then a D major chord with a sus four. So once again, instead of a root third fifth, we have a root fourth fifth. Um, and then a C chord, so a four chord. So it goes one minor six, major five sus four, four sus two. So in this case, we've got a two sus chord. So very interesting chord stuff. Um, but it's reused a lot. So they like they just keep repeating this these progressions throughout but very interesting chord structure for a pretty simple song, but a lot going on, which is another reason why it is one of the greatest songs ever written. And say, that's the Heidi breakdown. Yeah, so, so minor, it goes, like, uh, let him off the it's hook. So it's, sus, okay. it's a B minor yeah. and A7 sus4. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. And then a G with a B on the root. Uh, and then a G with an F sharp on the root. And then a G to an E minor seven to a B minor. Yeah. So it's, it's really Holy. fun. For theory, folks, this is a super fun fun song i'd love to ultimate guitar only has one tab for this one and it is way off it has a for let i'm like that's not right no mm -mm, no no oh no 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 that's that's just wrong there's a lot well granted if you're a guitarist that's sniffing glue just trying to put mm -hmm. tab up you gotta really dig dig into this a little bit deeper so looking at the sheet music is the best bet which is what i did um because the sheet music is available for this particular song, which is great. It so that's my breakdown. So complicated for something that sounds as simple as it is. It, it is. Ed's got it, some major amazing. awesome work on um, rhythmic guitar here. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it, he's playing something that's slightly different than than it sounds. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Lots of really fun stuff. You were mentioning that um, Tyler is doing electric drums. He actually uses an 808 drum on this. Yeah, yeah. Which, if 
I didn't know what an 808 drum was before and, and had to actually go and look it up. Um, would you like to tell people a little bit about the 808 drum? <laughs> um, why don't you? Well, it's 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 like a it's a Roland mixer looking thing, which it's it's very it's like it looks like a mini mixer or with a Dr. Beat. Basically, it's a machine that looks like what a, net, a lot of people would now use on a computer program. Um, so if you were using something like, um, uh, oh, I'm just thinking, like calling out anything like Audacity, no, I'm not Audacity, um, Sugar on a Stick. Um, mm-hmm. like guitar band. Yeah, or- any one of those, Garage Band, um, any of those kind of um, um, uh, mixing kind of um, software pieces. It looks like that, but it's in the real version before that kind of technology existed. So if you're looking at it, you can see that it breaks down the rhythm, like whole note, like it's got uh, colors and it's a rhythm composition piece, like thing. Like, so it's yeah. really neat. It's, it's was popular before yeah. the D-A-W, technology D- was popular for computers to do it. So I, it was killing me. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Thank you. D-A-W. Digital audio workstations. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, it was really big in the 80s. Like, a lot of 80s music like to use it. Like, if if you want to hear, like, what it would normally sound like, think of sexual healing. Think Ooh, of yeah. I want to dance with somebody. Like, those are, are tunes that, like, a lot of Madonna's stuff would use a lot of 808 yeah. kind of beat background. It was um, one of the earliest, like, programmable drum loop track devices that could be used um so very much and it was ahead of its time way ahead of its time when it came out so um what around 1980 or so so that's why in the early to mid 80s we started hearing a lot of these kinds of synth drum effects that were used um and one of my like my favorite movies of all time uses a completely synthesized um digital track by us uh see who did it um oh shoot it'll come to me but the movie is better off dead uh directed by savage steve holland um and but um most of that was all synthesized and i believe an 808 was probably used at that point too lots of our synthesized uh film scores were were definitely using these guns this kinds of equipment And, and like you said, it really has that 80s kind of feel. So it works. Like, <laughs> Which works for the German 80s pop. <laughs> it, normally, I wouldn't go for for synth. I wouldn't go for electronica. I wouldn't go for like the electronic drum beat. It really kind of works with this song because that's the vibe they're going yeah. for. But you can definitely tell this was a Don Was production. Like, <laughs> it is a very highly produced uh piece of music there's a great uh youtube called building the beat which is um inside the legendary 808 tracks which is really great i'll send you the link because it's it's definitely worth a watch yeah and i'll put that right into the the liner notes it was rupert hine by the way who did rupert hine thank you Mm -hmm. yes yes who also did some of the music for it yeah um he he did like a lot of not just skiing the k12 which is one of the Mm -hmm. longer synth tracks but yeah thank rupert hine also did arrested by you which was the main love theme with Mm -hmm. monique and um and lane meyer um so if you haven't seen better off dead greatest movie ever made i'm sorry john cusack that you hate 
it so much. Um, but does, does he? I didn't know that. He really does. Really? He's, I didn't know he's, that. Yeah. I think it's because it, it just, it was one of his first films. It was not very serious, but it's such a mm-hmm. cult classic, that and One Crazy Summer, which are two of my favorite movies of all say, time. I was going to say, two savage movies. That's a- yeah, two savage <laughs> right. movies. Um, but for some reason, he doesn't like to talk about it. Maybe yeah. it's because I want my $2 kind of yeah. came over. But anyway, away from Rupert Hine and synth music and 808 drum machines, but... <laughs> But I do want to bring up, there is a lot of percussion on this, mm. um, but not by Tyler. Like, Tyler does a drum kit and does the 808, but Tiny. We, have Ed, we have Tiny, who does the maracas. Tiny is Rob Mengioni. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Ed, who's on tambourine and kabasa. Not kielbasa, kabasa. <laughs> and a kibasa, that's so funny. Um, if you don't know what a kibasa is, as a high school band director, I used the kibasa many times. I've also loved kielbasa, but that's something different. So a kibasa is a very lovely instrument. It's got a handle and it's a round um, and it has these metal balls that are strung around it. So when you hit it, when you, um, you can play it by rubbing like it, it rubbing the balls against the metal inside boy that <laughs> thank god stefan's not here yeah. <laughs> um and it and it goes that's generally um how it sounds most of the time you can shake it there are other ways to play it but generally you really want to control the rhythm of these balls going across the the round <laughs> anyway it's we're, a really we're cool all percussion. seven here <laughs> I'll keep it together if you keep it together, but I don't, I don't know. But it's it's a super fun instrument. Yeah. C8. We have it. Side note, for my next album, because I'm Polish, I'm going to play all the percussion as, with just kielbasas on snare drums. With kielbasas <laughs> on snare drums. Kielbasas. Nice. And we're just going to play the snare drums with kielbasas. That's, yeah, that's that would actually be a very interesting sound. I think it would. I think it would. Mm, could be. Depending on how floppy your kielbasa is. <laughs> Or thick, your kielbasa Wait, is. That, does that make them bangers then? If they're sausages? Oh, it's a banger. Oh, bangers <laughs> and mash. <laughs> bangers and mash? <laughs> that, and that, that snare drum is going to oh. look like mash afterwards. And it's a banger. <laughs> uh, I love a good double, triple, quadruple meeting. Floppy kielbasa is my new band name. Floppy <laughs> kielbasa. That's my oh, new band name. Jeff Whitmire <laughs> and the floppy kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no, no. Jeff Whitmire in his in his Jeff, that, there, you go, there you go there you go yeah, yeah. floppy cat hello yeah, Cleveland right. are you ready to whack floppy kibasa at the end of the night you throw out your sausage to the audience yeah, yeah that's her gimmick ooh kibasa yeah. <laughs> so it sounds so like I'm... any other rock group <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just another Tuesday night yeah stop throwing yeah. your sausage sausage is for everyone. <laughs> What a sausage fest. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, well welcome to the show, Betsy. <laughs> I, I think I found my crowd. Betsy, do you have any things that you would like to add about the music? I'm in my wheelhouse. That's all I'd like to add right now. <laughs> um, let's see. The music. Well, I'm not a musician, so I can't break it down into minors and majors and sustained chords but but um speak language i, I know <laughs> betsy you can speak language I know. pedestrian english i guess um so i um 
Did you guys know that this uh, song was on the movie Sweet November? Have you heard of that? Yes. Yes, I Did you? I, but I, it didn't fit at all. No, did it not? It did not fit. It maybe fit like the beginning part. They're walking these giant poodles on the beach. and But it but, had Keanu Reeves in it. So I really, I, I just sacrificed my spare time for you guys. I watched, watched Keanu Reeves. It was rough, but I got through it. Um, oh, no, no, no. I love Keanu. <laughs> oh, no. I know. That was... Sorry, He's such a good um, human. I really love him. So I really did not mind watching this movie. Um, yeah, so it was in this movie, Sweet November. It kind of matched up in the beginning, but not towards the end. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Like, the, the, the theme of this song does not go with the theme of what Sweet November well, is about. Especially the scene that they connect it right, with. Right. Definitely not the scene they connect it with. And in the beginning, when he had his previous girlfriend, maybe it applied there, but it didn't apply to what, like, the movie was becoming. Eh, but, hey, but hey, it's still got airtime, so, I mean, <laughs> it's never a bad thing for them. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song is like the Oscars. They always give the Oscar to an actor, an, a film uh, late. So they always give it to them for an action, like the, the film after when they really deserved it. This song really belonged in the other Keanu Reeves, Charlize Theron movie. The Devil's Advocate. Which is Devil's Advocate. That would have fit perfectly. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't written yeah. at that point, but like that, this yeah. is this song would have gone perfectly yeah. with that. Like, the movie was messed up. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I loved it. You're messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I don't have a ton of notes in terms of the music of this song uh, because it 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 comes across as simple um, it, it, it sounds like it's just drums and synth but there is piano there is the other percussion instruments in the background there is there is electronic guitar and electronic bass but it does just come across as a very simple yeah. sound well at first I thought it almost sounded a little bit like not elevator music, but like one level above in terms of like the um the beat of it, you know, just kind of like, like background, yeah. yeah, like music. And then I don't know, it, it definitely built up from there. So. Especially once we get to the chorus, the chorus feels like a yeah, an actual rock develops, yeah. song yeah. at that point. There's some unique stuff going on the channels though, but like if you you know you got the headphones on, there's definitely some unique stuff like on the. Um, after the first verse happens, uh, the second verse kicks in before the chorus, like, uh, um, you know, Heidi broke it down. This one's not a necessarily a standard structured song. It's got your first one, two chorus, first three chorus, and then it's just instrumental outro, which is not unusual, but that's not your typical pop structure. But, um, I, I, the, I, the synth groove at the beginning, I agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's it's an odd choice to, to start the song. I think if I didn't know and love the song as much as I do, Looking back now, I, I don't know what my first impressions were, but once the song gets going, because it is, there's a dark edge to this song that I love. Um, there's some there's some cool stuff happening when the second verse kicks in. Uh, that's when the brushes and the second guitar sounds like it comes in. Mm -hmm. You get a you get the brushes and the second guitar on the chorus, um, uh, and then uh, on the on the the second chorus, there's actually that electric guitar riff that comes up in the left channel. Um, that, that kind of adds to it. So each chorus is a little bit different. So they are constantly adding little stuff to it uh, as it builds up, which I do love about the song. 
So it never stays stagnant. Mm-hmm. It does constantly add things. Very B and L that in that way. But you, I didn't realize it until you guys were bringing it. Up. There's no bridge. No, there's no bridge. No, yeah. no, <laughs> it's no sec- bridge. Second chorus outro. And it's yeah. verse verse chorus. So yeah, verse verse chorus verse chorus outro. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Which I mean, there's there's lots of songs that do that. I mean, that's not that's probably the second I would say most common song structure outside of verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse chorus you know that yeah. structure but bnl usually has a bridge so that's that's interesting usually yeah 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 and i that's another reason i like this song i like that they didn't do what you expected them to i mean i i've always said a song should end where you want it to end once you've said what you want to say go ahead and end your song because it is a slow it feels like a slower song there's a lot of stuff unpacked in those first they they do so much lyrically in those two verses, I don't think they had to do anything else. I think they they got what they needed out of it. Which is funny, you said that it feels like a slower song, but it's a what 143 beats a minute. You said it, Heidi. I was surprised when she uh, said the BPM about a hundred and yeah, around 134. 134. Yeah, it feels it feels slower than that to me, but yeah. But you have the boom at the beginning, so that's where you can hear the beats. But one, two, three, four, one, two, three. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel when slow. when the synths are going at the beginning, it does feel because because they are moving fast. But when the court the verse kicks in, all around the room, the mm-hmm. thing it gets very smooth and 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 mellow. And I think that's where it feels like it might be slower. But, well, and I think yeah. that's like it's it's Stephen holding those notes, and because he's holding those yeah. notes longer, it does feel slower. But it's not. That's Speaking of which, I love. Um, this is definitely one of those times where Steve's vocals just shine. Like his vocals in this song, I think are are exquisite. It's and he sugar. never he yeah. he never has. To, it's not one. It's, he's not doing "Break Your Heart." He's not going up into that register. He's not soaring. He stays pretty much in the same area, but it works for what he's saying. Although that chorus, like he goes from lower to then yeah. that chorus, he he jumps up and powers that Something chorus. Something that you, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like this this song in in Steve's vocal way actually brings you on a, a roller coaster ride because of mm-hmm. the, and I think the backup singing also does that as well. Yeah. Not a whole lot of, I mean, there's not a whole lot of backup in this, but I mean, it's mostly on the choruses. Yeah. But uh, there again, it works for that. Why don't we get to what the song is about, though? Thank you, Heidi. I think that's where most of the, most of the discussion will probably occur tonight is what the song is about. Who? Well, we, this is the again. next. This is this will be the next two hours of the podcast for anyone. <laughs> so just brace yourself, people. <laughs> I I want to start with Betsy because unfortunately I get the feeling that Betsy is here for the discussion about about what this song is about, and I want to give her the 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 spotlight here on this. Okay, well, I I can I can write down the notes I scribbled down or read off the notes I scribbled down. But yeah, I thought it was um, there's a couple of different versions. There's the one from Ships and Dip. There's the studio one. There's another um, more basic kind of version. But I like the 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 studio one the best. Um, But I, I mean, it's a dysfunctional relationship on the surface of it to me that seems like um, because they they are a married couple 
according to the lyrics, like, because they had pictures of, uh, pictures of their honeymoon, things like that. Um, but, you know, it seems like there's just a lot of infidelity and she sticks around for a while. Um, a little bit reminiscent of light up my room in that sense of like, I don't, you know, I'm not totally happy here, but it's what I know. So I'm going to stick around. So even though I feel that it's not the healthiest thing, I'm, you know, still sticking with it kind of deal. Um, and what else did I put? I don't know. I repeat myself a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of reminiscent of call and answer, too, where he likes to ask for forgiveness rather than permission, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I'll kick it off with. And and uh, I do better if you guys, like, uh, chime in and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. And I'll say something else, I guess. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to start then? I, I have two other people. I'll okay, feed the floor to Jeffrey first. Okay. <laughs> we will... started to go down a rabbit hole last week with this, so I'm like trying to okay. hold back. Um, <laughs> first, first and foremost, if I if I haven't sold this enough, if it, I don't know how much uh, gets in there from the previous ones, this is hands down probably my favorite BNL song, if not one of my favorite BNL songs. Um, and the reason is the lyrics. The lyrics of this song, I think, are stellar. They are phenomenal um that rhyme scheme alone that that steven and it well steven had used in this one uh the the first stanza sets it the all around the room your things are placed next to you he fills the space so there's already a double rhyme going on right there with room and you and then space place uh it seems your saving grace is only saving face um so it happens um the second verse uh really cranks it up a notch then something bends then it breaks your worst mistake uh, accepting enemies on bended knees, a litany of tragedies. Uh, uh, you're vexed. It seems you're hexed. The rhyme scheme in this is just so perfect. It never sits in one spot. It changes all the time. And as soon as it changes, they're right on top of it. It feels like every word was perfectly chosen in this song. Um, I love that in that that second verse, we they like you had said, they change up the rhyme scheme, but now it's four rhymes within one line. Right. Right. Accepting enemies yeah, it, on bended it, knees, a litany of tragedies. Right. Like boom, 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 boom. It's. I mean, it, in a sense, it reminds me of a rapper. It reminds me of a good flowing, like uh, a rap uh, uh, drop there. And to um, make it starts enemies out with a, rhyme with bended knees, which is just, uh, and and then a litany of tragedies, bended knees, uh, <laughs> enemies, litany, tragedies. Like it's just nothing sounds off in this song, and what he does so well is sometimes when you're trying so hard to make a, I think a, a line work lyrically that perfect um, uh, 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 semantically that perfect you might lose the emotion of the song the emotion of this song never drops from beginning no. to end. Mm -hmm. uh, so well, like that that like section line he that was your you imaginary said, friend yeah go ahead like the line you said you're vexed it seems you're hexed and after sex comes the best rhyme he expects he, he expects and then back the rhyme with all of those is just like boom like right. anything x would have worked there but expects works right. amazingly well it's almost like a double rhyme within yeah. the same word 
And it's like, hard bam. to know every time I listen to the song, it's hard to know what to appreciate. Cause I, 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 I write lyrics. So I'm always loving the lyrics, but like that line, every line of the song is putting you right into this character's head, this person's yes. head who, who knows they're being cheated on, who knows they're giving, like Betsy said, who knows they're sticking it out and giving the chances all the time. And I'll get to it. Cause my favorite line of all time is coming up, but, um, but uh, so it's always kind of right there. And then uh, off the hook, what I think is brilliant about the song is off the hook has three meanings in this song. There are three <laughs> meanings to off the hook. It's the fishing line. It's the phone line. And it's cool. the, uh, well, okay. So you have the, the fishing line. So he's on the hook. He, he, know, you, he knows, you know, he's caught. Um, the phone stays off the hook, ultimately becomes the catharsis at the end of the song, because that's where it tells you that she did get away. I mean, at, at least in my interpretation at the end, mm-hmm. she finally does break away. The phone stays off the hook from now on. Um, Okay, by the so way, we, we're gonna have a disagreement on that, but okay. By um, the way, for, I'm gonna interrupt you right there. By the way, for our really, really younger people that listen to this, they wouldn't know what "off the hook" means. That's true. So it's a dated. Oh yeah, song. that's a good point. So this song is dated in that way, and that so in the past when you literally <laughs> had phones that were on the wall and they had a hook that you would put the phone on, you would take. If yeah. you took the phone off the hook, it would only create a busy signal, meaning that you were you, unavailable. You could not be called, you were, right. You couldn't be yeah. called. You were not allowed. You were no longer available, meaning it was off the hook. Thus, the the use of it in that way. But, of course, nowadays, there's calls, call, in a, there's call um, answering, mm-hmm. there's caller ID, there, like all of that stuff, and, and answering machines, which... Kind of negates that point of the song, but in the past, that would have made a lot more sense. Right. But go ahead, Jeff. I'm so, sorry, and I, but I get to your point. That in that sense, the song now is kind of dated. If you're not familiar with that, I mean, it just seems you know, like if you grew up in that time period, you get that. Um, oh yeah. So I, I do feel this is a woman who's staring at the husband, knowing or or or, or a male or um, staring at their partner, um, knowing that this person is cheating, that they're unfaithful, and, and every night they say. You know, I've given so many chances, but tomorrow that's it. I think they make the break, but I think someone might disagree with me here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, but uh, so I won't, I want to get Heidi on this too, but I will say the other reason is this song single-handedly has probably um, one of my favorite lines, which is he could get away with murder one and you would clean the smoking gun. Like I just, that to me is one of the greatest lines of all time. Cause it just says so much in that line. It's just, it just hits uh, um, uh, the, the cadence of the cadence of the line. And what it basically is, is that every time he makes a mistake, you're basically going to clean up the mess after him. Or that's what she's done in the past. Um, Cause that's how dysfunctional things have gotten, or that's how emotionally complicated things have gotten. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could go on forever. I'm going to stop now, but that, that's my, I just love the lyrics of this song, uh, so much for all those reasons. Not really a mic truck moment after that, all that, was it? Counterpoint, Heidi. No, not really much (laughs) counterpoint at all. I Um, disagree with everything Jeff said. (laughs) The whole reason for, for me, uh, initially joining this podcast, um, all those few months ago was because of the female voice and I am mesmerized and impressed thoroughly at Steven's, um, 
delving into the female psyche on this one because it really is um i've been through a pretty horrible first marriage um and it was there's so much in here that speaks to how a woman feels um and i love that um because the whole idea of he wants you to let him off the hook but there's there's so much um in here that that just tells me at the end she's not gonna leave. Mm-hmm. she's she says she's gonna do it but she's not and that's where i think i differ with you jeff because you know it's like that i love his use of then something bends and then it breaks accepting enemies on bed and knees a litany of tragedies that whole verse is so well done um and once again Oh, well, yeah, I messed up, but we're going to do it. We're going to make up and you're going to let me off the hook again because mm-hmm. I've got you it right where I want you. Paints every the other person as such time. a narcissist. Right. Like you're, it doesn't matter what I do. You're always going to let me off the hook. Yeah. My favorite line ever from this song is something that you heard while you were sleeping left you shaken while he stirred when you awaken you will make his, him eat his words right off the hook and lying every time which is again I, she's gone to bed they've had sex again she's like nope not this time she's laying awake mm-hmm. on her side he's out like a light he's all satiated and fine and happy she probably didn't get off the hook <laughs> didn't get off and she's laying there going that's it this is the last time i'm done i smelled i i found the lipstick on his collar i smelled the perfume on his shirt i'm doing his laundry for him and his underwear that i know he just dropped Mm -hmm. after you know he probably just got out of bed with Mm -hmm. her and then he gets into bed with me and this is done it's done it's done and when i get up tomorrow morning that's it i'm gonna pack my suitcase and i'm gonna go and then by the and way, she's just laying dis- there, ruminating. Sorry, Tracy. No, no, no. Most disgusting line in this song, the credit card receipts, the dirty sheets. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. ew. Why are you leaving but the it, dirty sheets on the bed? <laughs> be- but yeah, well, what's she going to do? Come home after he's had her, his, his other there and go, oh, well, why'd you change the sheets? Uh, what, what? Mm-hmm. No man would do the sheets. Mm-hmm. It's oh my not going to happen. I, I, so. I love that line though, because it really, I mean, that's, that adds the darkness to the song and it's just, but it's so it descriptive. It's really, yeah. But again, like this verse, all of those things, he's got a reason for everyone. Yeah. yeah and she right. buys it hook, line and sinker mm-hmm. every single time. A, a litany oh, of tragedies, the credit. Yeah. No, that was my secretary. I got flowers yep. for cause her dad died. Um, oh, the sheets. No, I spilled stuff all over them. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, you know, all of that stuff and like she says i i I put this in her voice she Mm -hmm. says you know it all makes sense and you want to believe him and like jeff said he could get away with murder one and you'd clean the smoking gun um like he could do anything and you'd be like oh okay well yeah no he he would never he would never and like i must be crazy and men sometimes will make you feel like you're crazy because no you're are you insane i'm not having an affair are you insane um but this is right here. What? It's about off the hook, honey. I'm not talking about us, baby. I love you. 
<laughs> with every crime you body slam but not this time and again she's ruminating not this time i'm gonna change it tomorrow i fixed them and right i'm gonna fix him he's he's we're married obviously we can make this work we it's so hard to leave this relationship and but she's like nope this time and then he called her name while he's sleeping right there he calls out her name which is another reason my husband only marries heidi's i should be concerned um <laughs> I'm the second Heidi, <laughs> um, but but Was that his uh, favorite like book the, as a she's child? yeah. Now but... I don't know if he ever read the book, <laughs> um, but she she's like I'm gonna make and but I will guarantee if there were another like part two, she's still there. I don't think well, she leaves it. Like when she's like I'm just gonna leave the hookup. She might ignore his texts for a little bit, or she might leave it off but then he's gonna come back and beg and be like i'm so sorry i was so stupid i love you no nothing i really know it meant nothing it meant nothing something very You're flag about thing. that something very the flag yeah exactly so i don't think she leaves line, that words while matter. he's alone because you won't be around yeah, because you say that. You're right. like calling your bestie and you're like, nope, I'm done. I, I'm like packed my bag. And then the next morning you will unpack that bag because oh. you're just like, I don't I buy don't know. it. I, this is why you need a woman, Tracy. I, a, like, Betsy, come on. You got to you gotta give me that. Like, she's not leaving him. Not yet. She says she's going to leave him, but uh, I don't buy it. I was one way before I talked to you guys, and now I'm waffling because that happens a lot, <laughs> actually. I can, I, can, I can understand both of your viewpoints because I want her to leave. So I guess that's kind of yeah. why I thought, you know, I want that for her. But you want to be hopeful, right? Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. he leaves you on hook and line every time, every which time. tells you she's going to buy it again. And I think I wrote down something about like the way it ends. Um, it's it like it keeps repeating the line just like a cycle would repeat repeat and also um, the ending chords have like this feeling of uncertainty and like things aren't resolved. So I can see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see one, it. But I, I mean, I, I feel the yeah. same way at the end of this one that I do at the end of the flag that he leaves it open. But but at yeah. the same time, like mm -hmm. he said at the end of the flag. No, she she leaves like he she leaves off, and I feel like that is a journey that we're seeing in this song. I so like one of the things I noted about this song is that we have different meanings of off the hook throughout this song, different than what you were saying, Jeff. The first and second time that they say off the hook, he's saying that she's gonna let him get away with it. He's off the hook for his transgressions. Right. Off the right. hook the third time means that he's been caught because she she right. catches him with the hook, like a hook off the hook in his mouth, with, like catching a fish. Make him eat his words like right. the worm on a hook. And right. then the last yeah. time, his last off the hook is that she's letting him off the hook out of the relationship be, and also leaving the phone off the hook because she's done with the relationship. She's letting him off the hook and that he's gone. I could see that, but I still think again. I, mean, I see your like, point. I don't know. I I always thought it was certainty at the end. Um, but um, 
because uh, you won't be around when you awaken. You will make him eat his words because you won't be around from now on. Like it sounds like certainty. Betsy said something that has me now wavering because that ending does <laughs> the, right. the way that. No, that's fine. That's that's why we do that. <laughs> um, the way they do the hook and line every that every time repeated does kind of throw back to the litany of tragedies like it's just going to keep repeating every time you know so i i can see that that the way but, it ends leaves that uncertainty but i think that's like a lot of music where you can like we were talking about before kind of inject your own experiences and your own mm -hmm. like life into it and so i don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong i think it's just open to whoever's listening to it and i think if right i don't know i i think that's probably what they want us to think too i think they want like very naked ladies want us to just kind of feel it for ourselves and and if we resonate with it great and if we don't then you know that's okay too but yeah i i, I think it's not a right or a wrong or a black or a white which is where i usually end up is somewhere in the gray but mm -hmm. i think it's yeah yeah i think it's just up to the listener. I've noticed a lot of times when I've had a chance to talk to songwriters and Andy, Andy Cregan kind of did this when we talked to him too. Um, a lot of people, when you try and ask them what your song means, they'll be the first to say whatever you, whatever you thought it yeah. meant, yeah. whatever Very it meant slippery. to you, that's what it yeah. meant. You know, slippery answer, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah. That, that, that's what I intended. Whatever you, whatever you got out of it, that's what it meant. You know? Yeah. I, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Some statistics okay. here. <laughs> oh, wow. Husbands who cheated are more likely than female cheaters to remain married. Mm. Say it again. Uh, of those husbands who cheated are more likely than female cheaters to remain married. So it, it, it would be likely that the male in this song would be likely to, again, say, no, honey, I don't, because you want that, I mean, the pictures of the two of you, like that picture perfect thing would be important to the male narrator of this, or male in the story of the song. Wait, so, so marriages where the woman cheats are more likely to end because of the cheating than marriages mm -hmm. where the okay. Which is either means yes. the woman is ready to leave and that's why she's cheating and that is a, a sign of that. Or that the man is more likely <laughs> to be like, I, I can't take this and, and kind of ends it. Um, I'm starting to think we need a Heidi's husband perspective on this episode. Of those, oh, my husband wants, they want your perspective, honey. Of those husbands <laughs> who have previously been unfaithful to their spouses, 61% are still married. 34% are no longer together. Husbands tend to survive their infidelity with their marriage intact more so than wives. Yeah. I was and Randy's comment was, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I heard that. I, I think historically... I think historically, not to get too serious, but I think historically it was more socially acceptable. Like if you, well, one study, like has if you look back about... through time, it was it was it was viewed as less problematic for a husband to cheat than it was for a oh, woman to cheat. Definitely. You know, well, like going all the way back to the Bible. If you look at like that, twenty percent, about twenty-one percent of men cheat. Women cheat at a lower rate of about thirteen percent. Mm -hmm. hmm. I I will hmm. bring up some stats on my own here that this song was only played what? 36 times in concert and almost all of them were during the maroon tour or the tour just afterwards and then they stopped right. playing it and definitively stopped playing it after steve left which makes me wonder if this is 
a Steve inspired. Oh, song this is a Steve song. Than, I mean, <laughs> oh, this is a Steve song. <laughs> as a Paige Robertson, yeah. but I. But I, as much yeah. as I love this song, I can see that because it's not exactly the feel good dance hit that you're gonna <laughs> jam out to at the concert. <laughs> Woo, this what? My, my Charity song. Dance party. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> from uh, now on <laughs> <laughs> um i i want to go back to something that you had said heidi um that i had taken one of those lines that differently than you had always said you were you were bringing up that the souvenirs of men who cheat it all makes sense with each offense that it was the the female voice saying it all makes sense with each offense. All these things that he's saying make sense. I, because this song is written in the second person, so an outside person talking to the woman in the relationship, um, because of that, I always took that line to mean that the the narrator of the song says that what the that the woman making sense of all this stuff actually makes sense. That her her wanting to believe him makes sense that she keeps making these excuses for him makes right. sense. Um, oh, which yeah. goes along with the cleaning the smoking gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, and that's what I was saying with that too. I like, that's exactly what I was, was what I was trying to say is, is all of those things make sense. Like, Oh, Oh, okay. So that's why the sheets are dirty or that's why your the credit card receipts are for these things. But I can also see the other side too, that all of a sudden she's racking up the points like, eh, okay, point one, point strike two, strike three. So it could have a double meaning there. I swear too. to God, but if he does this one more time. Yep. One more time. <laughs> but that That'll actually be gives the straw. I give him five she- more chances and then I'm out. <laughs> but that actually gives me hope that she is out of this relationship, though, because not only at this point is it just her believing this, this is a conversation between her and a friend. A friend is is talking to her about this, is supporting her, it is trying to break her out of this denial, and is saying, but not this time. I'm going to be here to support you. You're going to make his... E- you're going to make him eat his words. Like the, the friend is, is trying to break her out of that denial with that. You would clean the smoking gun. Like this is how far it's gotten. Like, and, and pulling her out of it. I right. have hope for her that, that this is going to break that. I've got videotape. No, it wasn't me. It totally. I, I see that, but I, I see the song. So you kissed it on the counter. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the, it's totally uh, yeah. that. Wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, I got the video, dude. You're right there. (laughs) I I hear the song more as an internal monologue that she's having in her head, honestly. She's talking to herself. Something that you heard when you were like, like when you awaken, you will make it. Like, I hear it as an internal monologue, which is why I'm going along now. I can hear the uncertainty at the end. Like, I'm saying it tonight. You know, we, 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 we things always feel different at night than they do during the day. I think we've talked about that on the show. But when you're lying in bed at night, things always seem different than when the sun comes up in the morning and your, right. your attitude about everything changes. So this come morning, it's over. I think, you know, is, <laughs> is how I feel that ending kind of is going. Well, I, it could I be th- that omniscient narrator, mm-hmm. you yeah. speaking, like talking from above, <sighs> kind of narrating what's going on, not talking directly to the person, but right. I've always heard it as a friend talking to a friend about it. 
Heard it from a friend who <laughs> heard another cheating song. Hey, yeah. hey. that connects. That connects. Yeah. The other thing, I, six I, the degrees other line of infidelity. I, <laughs> the other other line that I think is really interesting is he was your imaginary friend. So, it, like, I love that line. It paints yeah. this right. wonderful picture mm-hmm. of like for me. That's always meant like so. Here's this person that you thought he was, but he's not that right. person. He's an imaginary friend. You thought the- he was your friend. You thought he was your partner. You just got through the first layer, and now you're seeing the second layer of somebody right. else. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it, in those he three was words, your imaginary I, friend. Yeah. yeah. Like in those four words, they painted a picture of, of this exact moment in that frame and of th- mind. Those lines are amazing. past tense too. He was your imaginary friend. You were partners till the end. Those lines are past tense too, as if this is a conclusion of something. Either mm-hmm. it just everything's changed and that's just where it goes, yeah. or it's the end. It's the end of the relationship. It confirms the ending stuff. So again, yeah. however, however, I can't believe though that we have not yet mentioned the awesome twist on the James Bond line. We Heidi said it, but we have to say it's a, it's a James Bond reference. In a way, shaken not shaken not stirred, which they do such a cute, a cool twist on. Uh, mm-hmm. Left you shaken while he stirred. I, I just, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and that brings up one of the things that I actually wrote down was that line about sleeping. I love the double meaning of like you were sleeping, meaning literally sleeping, but also in a lot of way, kind of sleepwalking through the relationship yeah. and sleepwalking through life. Like that's interesting double meaning that he's throwing in there. Um, The other note that I have is I, the first paragraph, the first verse paints this really interesting picture of a relationship. He fills the space. So it, it made me wonder at the very beginning, like, is this because like she's so overpowering and she just takes up all the space and and he isn't really there um, or he's not there and so she's filling space. But then that next line kind of fills out that picture of like that the saving grace is is an attempt to save face. She's filling the space to try to refuse mm. that he refuses to fill because he's not really there. Well, and you're still trying to put on the facade that you see in the pictures, because I think the first verse uh, is really a setup to show that things weren't always bad. At one point, you thought things were great. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you were on honeymoon, which I like. I like the use of holiday and honeymoon, first of all, as, a, as an alliteration, but also to solidify that this is a married couple, um, mm-hmm. which I think is just a cool, subtle way to sneak that in there. Uh, a married couple who went on vacations, who were happy, and now your only saving grace is to preserve what's in those pictures by mm. everything else that's about to follow. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, um, you thought that he was wanting you. So I like that it, it, the first verse does set up that at one point, this seemed happy. This seemed great. You thought that things were great. What is that face Heidi is making? Are we? Oh, I'm reading. <laughs> Boy, Google's going to think I want a divorce. Um, <laughs> So, like thinking about the reasons why women do stay in those kinds of things, like, um, you know, women, you don't want to be alone either. And you don't want to change your whole, like finances of a divorce are insanely brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, well, he's not perfect, but he loves me, but he doesn't really in this story. He may have always wanted to be off the hook. Maybe he went through with the marriage because he felt like, oh, I don't want to leave her at the altar or, um, and you know, you're afraid you're going to lose your friends. You're afraid, you know, it's going to be a blight on the family, especially if divorce is not a very um, condoned thing, which it isn't in a lot of families. So Um, back again to break your heart. Like this is the opposite end of break your heart. And, and some, yeah, exactly. It is. It's totally the opposite end, which is why I really want to know, did he talk to women? Um, Did he like, I mean, we know he had infidelity in his relationship with his first wife. Um, you know, I mean, come on, like it, yeah, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> um, but so I wonder, like, how did he really get into the psyche of a woman for this? Because it definitely has that female perspective that is unusual for Stephen. Because Stephen is very much like, again, call and answer, break your heart, those kinds of songs. Um, I like that whole section in in Break Your Heart. Um, I want I want call, uh, call and answer rather. I want to change my my answer to that. By the way, this is not the the opposite side of Break Your Heart. This is the opposite side of Intermittently. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, like, I love that the the end of Call and Answer, which is the most brilliant one. Another brilliant Stephen singing moment i'm warning you don't ever do the crazy messed up things as you do Mm -hmm. um if you ever do i promise you i'll be the first to crucify you now it's time to prove that you've come back here to rebuild yeah Uh, like that's more of steven like Mm -hmm. uh, you know if if like that's very typical steven and you said break your Um, heart too which is uh, with that one i think uh what you uh, you say what you think that i was gonna do curl up and die 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 just because of you i'm not that weak. i'm not that weak yeah Uh, But this person is that weak. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. Because again, I do think... Sorry, Betsy. Betsy, chime in. We we tend to get on this roll. (laughs) No, that's okay. I like the roll. I I kind of absorb things and then kind of you know, contribute, contribute later. I just have to process it. But yeah, um... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I wonder too, like you were saying, Heidi, I think he was, I don't know if when Stephen Page was writing this, if he was like currently being unfaithful, but it seems like that time period would sync up. So it kind of offers that perspective as well. But uh, I don't know. This, this song kind of guts me sometimes because, mm-hmm. you know, we've all been or not we've all, but some of us have been in similar situations. So, so sometimes it, it, it's, but despite that, I keep listening to it over and over. Like I was listening to it today just to kind of like refresh myself on it. And I must've listened to it like 20 times back to back while I was just puttering around the house. And it's just, it just doesn't get old. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though right. it still burns when you hear it, it still doesn't get old. <laughs> so, um, no, I could. This is this is always. I think it's some of the most brilliant lyric writing. The so the most brilliant turning of phrases, uh, use of double, triple, 
yeah. quadruple meanings. Um, like this is this is the type of writing that I just kind of go for. And even though it's super sad and mm -hmm. like, I do want to know, like, does she eventually like how right. many hooks, how many times, how many times does she, you know, get that hook back in or how many times does he get his hooks into her mm -hmm. and reel her mm. back in, you know, like, well, at this point I can tell you, um, I wanted to kind of save it to the end, but I actually know the person in this song and I just talked to her recently prior to the recording. She's doing great. Um, yeah, she, she left the next day. She's actually married to a Wall Street broker living up in the uh, Upper East Side. Uh, three, three For a kids. second, she, I was like, she actually, did she I actually did has a, a lucrative painting business out of her loft. Uh, it's like they're, they're doing awesome. Like they're doing. They have a summer home on the lake. And, they have a yeah. summer home. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're she's doing. Oh she's doing my good, gosh! Yeah, so. I almost bought that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute! I did a deep dive, and I couldn't find. Like, no, wait, what? Oh my! <laughs> um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the demo version of this yeah. song? <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me more about Moving that. Along. Uh, it was just so, uh, it was so much like emptier to me. It was very, it was very, it wasn't as, you know, filled out as the other versions and everything. Uh, so mm. I, I didn't listen to that one on repeat. <laughs> I really like all the synthesizers no. and everything and, 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 yeah, I, I feel even I think he, even lyrically they added more to it for for the for the um album version. So Yeah. yeah. It it feels kind of empty. Like it doesn't feel like they put all the instruments in. Like maybe it was what Steven had written and then brought in to the yeah. studio kind of demo Kevin version. Kevin took it from there or something, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> or Dom was like, "No, we need to make we 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 need to make this more of an '80s electronica type thing." Oh, and then Tyler's like, well, "Well, let me let me use this." And then Kevin's like, "I know the perfect sound to go in yeah. there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just it's very very empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I do have to say, I love the fact, so it's on, if you ever want to listen to it, it's on Ladies Room Volume Which 4. Which I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, yes. would you like to tell us what else, ironically, is on that yes, album? hold your socks. Hold on. Because I find it extremely interesting based on what we were talking about earlier, especially how this song is outdated what is on the rest of that that uh, special thing for the people that were part of the ladies' room? I'm filling time as Heidi <laughs> searches. The medley. <laughs> it's the medley. What's in the medley? Um, well, there's the medley, but what else is off on Off the there? hook demo version med medley. This is uh, ladies' room volume four. So the, the other thing that's on there, that if you put it in your computer, it's not listed on there probably, but the other thing that's on there are phone messages, outgoing phone that's messages right. from yeah, the guys right. that you can download and put into that. your yeah. phone, your, your call that's and answer right. machine. <laughs> 
I was like, okay, that is just too ironic considering they were just That's talking right. about I totally that in forgot the song. that because I haven't been able to put it in my computer for some time because I don't have a drive, a CD drive anymore <laughs> in my computer. <laughs> no one has a CD drive. No one really uses call, you know, answering machines anymore. So. Well, Jeff, what are we going to rank this baby? Uh, I was originally going to say torsos, um, but I don't even I don't even know if that's making it making it into the final cut. So um, we got to go with kielbasas on this one. So on a scale of zero to five kielbasas. Okay. (laughs) so we will start with Betsy. So, yeah, you've heard the show. So, you know, we rank it on a scale of zero to five. Zero being, oh, my God, I never want to hear this again. Five being this is an absolute masterpiece and decimals are allowed. Decimals. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you could so, do like 3.6, 4.2. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can, can I change this since you plan on playing the Kale Bosses on drums on your next? Can we have Kale Bosses yeah, okay. solos? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kale Bosses solos. It's your show. I don't. <laughs> Very. Um, I don't know. I, I think the fact that I listen to this on repeat and I resonate mm-hmm. with it and I love the wordplay and the everything about it, the, the music of it, um, the synthesizer, everything. Um, I think it's a five for me. Um, five, I'll just five kill boss. Five kielbasa, five kielbasa solos. Oh, sorry, five kielbasa, five kielbasa solos. solos. Um, <laughs> that is totally something that Tyler would do. I mean, oh, yeah. Tyler, we know you things. listen. Come on the show. <laughs> I was going to say something, but uh, I'll, I'll hold back. <laughs> um, just just in case there's, there is any hater aid coming, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say it's also a five for me as if anyone's shocked or surprised by that. This is a clear five. Oh. To me, this is the perfect song. It's everything I want in a song. It's dark. The perfect it's emotional. Song. The perfect. Oh, I just. His name is Jeff. <laughs> he likes to... <laughs> um, lyr- Lyrically, musically, uh, I think it's some of Steve's best vocals. Um, I just, I love uh, the depth of it. I love the emotional impact of it. Um, this one, I I seek it out. If it comes on, I'm not turning it off. Um, it's just, it, every time I hear it, I get goosebumps. It hits me. It just, it works for me. Uh, so, yeah, this one this one's five kielbasa solos for me. Heidi? It's a five. It's a five. <laughs> it's a five. It's a five kielbasas from <laughs> Heidi, Jeff, and Betsy. Tracy, better not bring haterade. Tracy, anyway, the haterade. The haterade. <laughs> I... It is absolutely a five for me. Again, for all of the reasons Betsy mentioned, for all of the reasons Jeff mentioned, it is it is the pinnacle of of quality vocal writing. Um, it is just it is five kabasas for me. Absolutely. All right, good show, everyone. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week on Hee Oh wait, wrong show. I'm not important. Tracy, would you like to give your score? What's the trouble with Tracy? What's the trouble with Tracy? <laughs> He's gonna bring the hater rain. That, yeah. The trouble with Tracy is everyone's gonna be sending me haterade this week and and hate emails. I Do think. they really? As they should. As oh, they what? should, you evil, 
I oh, really? you should see some of the hate mail we yeah. get. It's nasty. Can, oh no. Can we can we send hate mail back to the hate mail? Why aren't you sharing the hate mail with me? Can we can I, we like yeah? I, I want to see the hate mail. No, people want to send us hate mail. I will read the hate mail live. I will read it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We totally do that. Yeah. Oh, we should have a we should have an email session. Oh, I would love to do like an email mean, session. Mean tweets. Except Good. with email. It's like, uh, yeah, or like text from Craig, only it's hater mail or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. When I, when I first came on the show, there were a good three or four months of just hate mail about me. And then, and then, it, then it fizzled so out. And, stuff. and all to do with so your rude. looks, Bro. which is ri- yeah. ironic for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? We're audio. I don't even get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about everything I um so yes I am gonna get the hater mail on this one because I will say this is my least favorite song on this album um you will never see a lower score from me than this song on this album um that being said like that says a lot about Maroon um, that, that says, I think more about Maroon than it does about what my rating on the song is going to be. Um, I'm making it sound a lot darker than it, it, it's going to end up being. Um, I'm not a big fan of electronica, that, that kind of eighties kind of electronica type sound. Um, I like it, but I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I like this song. I won't skip it if it comes on. Um, and I would say it's almost the highest on that list. It almost makes it into the I will seek it out, but I don't, I'll be honest, I don't seek this song out, um, which is why it, it goes a little bit lower than I think some people would guess with me. But because of that, I had to drop it a little bit when I was doing my rating this week. And and listening to it this week, I still enjoy it. I will listen to it. I, I'll... This is not the song I will skip on this album. I won't skip any song on this album. I will listen to this song, this album through and through. This is my least favorite song on the album, though. So for that reason, it comes out to a 3.95. Wow. Under a four. <laughs> I mean, it's a good... Yes. It's not a, it's a wow. good score. It just still kind of hurts a little bit. I know, I know. Because some people love... Like I, a lot of people love this song. I, like three, songs three quarters of the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> like like, like you said, like you said, there, there are no bad songs in this album. Maroon is just a no. fantastic album. This is, I would, I would go so far, and I have said before, I would go so far as to say this is almost the purpose, perfect album. Yeah. Like, and later on when we get to it, I'm sure there will be a song that I may be tempted to switch out with this song but i probably won't i'll just add it on to the end and make it a longer album because <laughs> i really do still like the song and i and i think it's in a really good place on this album it gives it a good space it gives it a good kind of like moment to breathe before going back into some of the harder songs uh so i i think it's you know great so but. Steven has has performed this 10 times on his own. That does not surprise me. B&L's done it 36 times, but it, Stephen Page has done it 10. So there's a chance he might do it in February. Has he done, he's done this on the live at yeah. home? Oh, he, I oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 
Yeah, private venue. Yeah, yeah, all of the lives at so home. Every time it says yeah. private venue, it's He did it constantly. Where? April 25th, May 23rd, July 11th, August 29th. These must yeah. have been the, his the live live, live from homes. Yeah. Yeah, all so of those private a venues that are listed on set list are because if he homes. if he likes to do it on his live from homes and he did it 10 times then there's a chance he might have it on his set list for his tour. Mm, I'm going to hope. <laughs> um, so what I am going to plug this week for an appearance is, is your mouth because you voted it so low. Uh, Ouch. Oh. Sorry. I think I'm going to have to get you some aloe vera for that burn. Oh, that was, that was a good burn. That, that was, that was a good burn. Like, you know, I love you though, right? That, right. that burn felt yeah. good. You're about to get a, you're about to get a diploma because you just got schooled. Hurt so bad. Oh no. That oh, hurt no. so good. Oh, come on, baby. Make it hurt so good. Sometimes hide is going to make you feel bad, but it will. Hurt so good. I was wondering if there was going to be a wood rhyme nah. there, but then I remembered Stefan's not here tonight. So then I. Right, right. We try to keep those on the down low. Um, but the appearance this week is Ed and Gene uh, Crullen on the uh, Ships and Dips doing a parody of Sun Cloud by uh, Gordon Lightfoot. But they do all these Sun alternate. Cloud? I, isn't it. Sundown, Sundown, better take care. You'll find yeah, you've been creeping around my, my backstairs. We should have a Gordon Lightfoot podcast. We can spend a whole year on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I couldn't spend a whole year on Edmund Fitzgerald. That's what I thought. Sundown, thank you. Yes. But they wrote Suncloud for whatever reason underneath the thing. Um, So they're doing a parody of that where they just can continue to put in other ver other lyrics over and over and over again. Um, it's actually hilarious. I've watched it three times this week because I was like, I it just put me in a really good mood after listening to this song, which is, you know, kind of <laughs> not a feel-good song. <laughs> what do you mean? Um <laughs> you know what else I that I watched a lot this week in order to get myself in a good mood? Um, I've been watching Get Back right. on Disney+. Plus. If you've ever watched Let It Let It Be, like it has such a negative feel about the Beatles and about the, the last year of them ar being around and those that 30 days. And Get Back, G Peter Jackson did a great job of basically rewriting history of, of the Beatles and, and in a lot of ways making it more realistic. And I have to say, I really like it. That feel of that, that Peter did of, of kind of like letting Yoko off the hook. Mm -hmm. it, the whole time that I was watching it, I just kept going, Oh, Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> but you did there. I, I no. can't watch it yet because I'm currently writing a 16-minute Beatles parody, and I think my head will explode if I have any more Beatles in my life. Betsy got that I was going for next week's song, which is which is going next week. We're going to be discussing the BNL cover of Ob Yoko. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, oh, I did love how Yoko does not come off bad in that. In that oh Yoko! Oh Yoko! <laughs> So, Betsy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's thank you, Betsy. Thank you, Betsy. Yeah. 
thanks for having me. Thank you. It was so much fun. Is there anything that you would like to plug? <laughs> no, I don't have anything I'd like to plug. I just... Tracy um, <laughs> No, no. Tracy has his right to his opinion, however he, low it was. He does, he does. It is his it show. Is show. I mean... It is, yeah. yeah. It's not my show. I'm just here. He pays me. the bills. <laughs> I have to kiss his butter. He's going to take the trailer uh, back. <laughs> that is true. He's not, he's not going to lay up the hook then. Um, nope. Nope. No, but did you guys see the um, the ships and dips version of the song? It's it's worth watching. Yeah, he's so it's skinny. fun to watch them. He's so skinny in it, but yeah, Stephen is. But yeah. yeah. He is that's so the skinniest skinny I've ever seen. Yeah. Him, but that's the only thing I'm plugging, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Does mm. anyone have anything that they would like to plug that I don't know that within like a month or might might come out? Like uh... within a month? Oh. <laughs> Not a month. You talking about me? <laughs> I'm gonna be within a month. <laughs> I I I said I said June on the Kickstarter as the date. Now it's not gonna be that long. But yes, I do uh uh yeah, so my Kickstarter for Stabby Road, my horror movie uh album was funded so and I, I received the money that was graciously given in my account and i've already started paying off people <laughs> uh for the cover art and uh for mixing because i'm having it professionally done so um but yeah uh so hopefully uh i'm gonna be doing the live tweets for anyone who backed at 50 and above if they want to do the live tweets um in january but we're we're working on it right now um we have a big closing number that we're working on but i'm, I'm hope hopefully within the next few months i'm gonna say i'm completely done or it's all written and ready to go so just a few things obviously yeah. if at any point you would love to come back we'd love to have you betsy all right absolutely just that sign up like for a song on the list let us yeah. know and and you're on Sounds so. like a good time, then. I shall do so. It was a lot of fun to have you. Well, yeah. we know for a good time called Tracy. Oh, unless oh, you're wanted... talking mm -hmm. about off the hook. <laughs> I want to point out yeah. one thing. I got the vinyl for Christmas of Maroon, right? <gasps> yes. I noticed, oh. I noticed on the back. Uh, so they credited Ed Robertson and Jim Cregan with hand claps. Did you guys <laughs> happen to see No, the, for the this crediting? song? Yeah, well, no, it's for the whole back of the album. It's like, um, <laughs> just like, I guess, cumulative hand claps were done by Ed and Jim. Cumulative hand claps. Cumul yeah. That's my, that's my band's name. Yes. So, so if you, maybe if you listen that's to your new band enough, name? you can tell a difference between Ed and Jim. Jim would have both your hands. Yeah. Jim, Jim has slightly very, softer hands. Very, so his claps have a little more of a delicate, yeah. long fingers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ed Ed has those rough, guitar, you know, farmer's hands. Yeah, so working man's right. hands. Yes, more of an Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have said that Jim would. I mean, he's always right. plucking on that bass. Like I would have said, Jim has the rough hands. It's yeah, all about true. that bass. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, all no that. Tyler, no cello, <laughs> no cello. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 